Guess what time it is? Friday Jams! Well, hey, 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 what's up, everyone? Welcome to the Rock Your Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Boker, a serial entrepreneur on a mission to help you. This show is designed to teach you, to inspire you, to motivate you, to take massive action and build a future-proof business. So whether you're just starting out or taking your existing business to the next level, this is your home. Now, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's rock your brand. What's up, everyone? Welcome to this Friday Jam Session. Super excited you're here. And if you haven't heard me say it before, I'm going to say it right now. This is probably one of the highlights of my week because I get to hang out with some cool people every single Friday and answer some really awesome questions. Now, you might be asking, Scott, how do I get my question answered? Well, all you need to do is become part of our Take Action crew. How do you do that? Very easy. Head on over to TakeActionCrew.com. It's totally free, and we do it every single Friday, and it is a blast. So what you're about to listen to is one that we did last week. So this way here, even if you can't attend, you can always show up here to the Rock Your Brand podcast and listen to our live jam session. All right, guys, so sit back, relax, and let's jam. All right, so this question was from Kate yesterday, and I love this question, by the way. So Kate says, for tomorrow, I need to pull the trigger, but get caught up in too many questions. I need step-by-step, get a website domain from GoDaddy, host through HostGator, then WordPress.org for website. If I were to take action today and get started, help lead me down the path. Thanks. All right. This is actually simpler than you may think. You've almost already outlined the steps right? So what I want you to do or anyone that is struggling with what do I need to do right now? Okay. I want you to sit down with a piece of paper. Okay. Not the computer, a piece of paper. And I want you to write down, what are you trying to accomplish over here? Okay. And it might be the big picture and then we're going to reverse it back. But what I want you to do is get the big picture. And then I want you to break that big picture down into bite-sized pieces or projects. So what you're talking about here is website, okay? So in order to have a website, I need a domain name. That's first. From there, you need hosting. Get the hosting. From there, you need the website, right? You need the actual WordPress uh, install. So then you get that done. Once you get that done, now we're ready for content. So that is the order that I would go. But a lot of times we overcomplicate things because you're like, well, okay, but I need to know what content I'm going to write before I ever build a website. Well, no, as long as you've already done the validation process and you know that you're going to build a website in this market, then don't worry about the content side of things yet. Worry about building the piece of property that you can then put these different pieces of content in where they're going to reside. Okay. So that's kind of like how I look at everything. No matter what project I'm working on, we're always breaking it down into projects and then we break them down into steps that are accomplished in the product or the the project. So make sure that you do that, all right? So uh, hopefully that helped you, Kate. Uh, Again, I know it can be overwhelming, but that's because we're trying to think too far down the line, all right? The first thing is know your market. If you know your market, then we know we're going to build something in that market. We need the property first before we can can furnish it, right? We got to build the house before we can put furniture in the house. All right. So, all right. So that one there got that answered. Hopefully that was helpful. Kate, let me know if that was helpful to you. All right. And this goes for anyone out there. I mean, this question is great for people that are just feeling overwhelmed or they're feeling like they don't know where where to start. They don't know what to do next. That is the process. Big picture, 
projects inside of that big picture, breaking it down to what needs to happen first. I mean, the smallest thing, website uh, address, right? Like your domain name, step number one, right? Once you have your market and everything selected. All right, so let me go ahead and remove that and we're back. All right, cool. So let me go into the question queue now and we are going to get started right here with Salama. What advice would you give to your teenagers who want to start a business? Well, I have almost a teenager, but I also have uh, adults as my children. I have a 22-year-old son and I have a 24-year-old daughter and I have a 12-year-old uh, daughter, okay? And so my advice to them if they want to start a business is always about first, who is the market that we are serving? And then from there, let's go ahead and validate that people are actually looking for this stuff that you want to start creating. So I'll give you an example. My son is 22 years old. He is going to college right now to be a physical education teacher. Okay. Now he doesn't know if that's going to be the thing he's going to want to do for the rest of his life, but he knows that he wants to be involved in sports and he knows he wants to be involved in helping kids. He wants to coach. He's already been coaching the seventh and eighth grade basketball team when we were able to actually go to school before this uh, COVID-19 thing, right? So he enjoys that part of it, but he knows that that's going to be, it's going to be a hard to support a family if you're just a teacher. I mean, teaching is hard and teachers really don't get paid uh, enough in, in my opinion, but he's not limited to that. So I would tell him, and this is what I already have told him that is going to, that's going to satisfy you. It's also going to get your foot in the door. So then you can start to coach because you want to coach again, not a money-making thing where the money will come in is all of the other things that you're going to do outside of that. You're going to have kids that you're helping, um, as, as a coach, and then you can start creating content about what you're doing to help these kids in their basketball journey. Right. And so my son's already done this. He's already got a side business in vertical jumping. Now with this whole pandemic, it's kind of gotten shut down because you can't train anybody right now. Right. But what he was doing and he had a great little gig going and he still does. Um, so what he's doing is he is doing vertical training on a Vertimax, which is something that he bought with his own money, found it on Craigslist, but it's a Vertimax machine. They're about three grand there. You kind of hook yourself up to rubber bands and you do all these jumping exercises. You do these lunging exercises for explosiveness and all of that stuff. So I basically told him, listen, this is the long game. This here, what you're doing, you're going to make some extra money. Okay. Gets paid like $25 an hour to do that, which is really cheap actually for a trainer, but $25 to do that. Actually, it's a half hour. So he's getting like 50 bucks an hour. And he had like 10 clients when he was doing it, which is great, but he's doing this. Now what he's going to have to do, and he's not doing it actively yet is start building content out around how to help other people become explosive, be able to get their vertical jump up, all of that stuff over time. And as he does that over time, that will start to grow. He can still teach, he can still coach, and he can have a little online business that produces some good income right? So that's what I'm telling my son right now. That is what I have sat down and talked with him and mapped out with him. Okay. So everything that I teach is what I teach my, my kids. I, I take it myself and do the same thing. So that's what I would recommend. Find the market. How can you serve the market and then start developing content for the long game, plant seeds, as long as we know that we can monetize later, because obviously if you're going to put all that work in, you got to be able to monetize. So that would be my advice. All right. All right. So, hey, Justin, what's in the house or J Justin's in the house? I said, what's up, man? 
Good to see you all the way from Australia. Uh, Salma, another question. How would you build a business differently if you were building it to sell? Well, I would make sure, we talked about this the other day in one of our past coffee talks, is uh, building a faceless brand. Now, I wouldn't make it faceless. I would just make sure that we had contributors into the brand. We wouldn't be just solely on one face or one spokesperson. I would make sure we do that. I would also make sure that everything is set up so it's not hard to untangle. Meaning if you have a business, start it with an LLC, make sure that it's separate than any other business that you have. If you're starting on, uh, or if you're starting selling on Amazon, you want to make sure that you're not putting it under one of your other Amazon accounts. Cause then that, you know, it kind of confuses things. It makes it hard for when you sell good bookkeeping, you want good bookkeeping. You want to keep, you know, different properties separate. That's the biggest advice there. Uh, James. Oh, awesome. A guitar teacher. Maybe you can give me some lessons, James. I've been playing since I've been 15, but I just, I kind of dabble. Um, but I love guitar. Uh, I'm a guitar teacher. Have no idea about recording for YouTube. Can you point me in the right direction? Yeah, James. Uh, I would love to know what you're struggling with as far as recording. Do you mean equipment or do you mean like how to show up and actually do the videos? Um, cause I can talk more about this. I've shot a lot of videos over the years and, uh, I do think that we overcomplicate it a lot of times. Um, you're in a great market to be able to, uh, you're, you're in a great market to be able to just show up and show people scales, show people guitar uh, tuning, like all of that stuff. So for you, me personally, what I would do is I would set your channel up and I would start creating content like tomorrow, like just record a song. If you want to an easy way to do this is pick some popular songs that people are trying to learn. And then you create the tutorial on how to play that song. The easiest thing that you could do is that right there. That would be my first thing. Then you're going to, you're not going to feel stressed about like, well, I got to, okay, I got to teach this thing a certain way. You can basically just go on there, show someone how to play a song, show them that, you know, up front, you know, of the, uh, of your finger picking, whatever you're, you're strumming, whatever you're doing and really give them a detailed lesson. Um, and then what you're going to do is you're going to capitalize on people that are searching for how to play smoke on the water. Right. And then you would come up as someone that's teaching and then they're going to get led into, Oh, I like how this guy teaches. And I've went down that path, by the way, like I said, I'm a guitar player. So when I'm looking to play something, I might look that up. And then once I find someone that breaks things down that I can understand and I can see their fingers real good and they explain it in a way that I understand, they're not too, they're not talking about theory so much. They're talking about just a hand placement or tablature, um, that type of stuff. I'm going to be gravitating towards that teacher now because I like the way they teach. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what other songs they can teach me to play. And then I'm going to get brought into their world. So you're in a great market, James. So I would do that immediately. Pick out your, the, the name, the hardest thing is like, what, what do you want to be called? Are you going to be James Carroll or are you just going to, are you going to be like something guitar teacher, right? You need to figure that out. Once you do, you create that YouTube channel and you start creating some content. Then you create the home base and the website and then start putting it on the website. But I would start with YouTube because it's the easiest thing you can do right now. And it's going to build momentum fired up for you, man. I think that's going to be great. Um, all right. Advice on picking the right partner, uh, business or life. Picking the right partner uh, in life and business, it's there are two different things, kind of. You got to have the same vision. If you don't have the same vision, it's going to be hard. If someone you're coming in with, if you haven't discussed, do you want to do this long-term or are you just doing this because you want to build a business to sell, right? If you don't talk that out first, it's going to be a problem because then you're like, well, I wanted to hold the business. I wanted to sell the business, right? So you have to have that upfront conversation and you need to know. 
where you're heading and are you heading in the right direction? Um, so that's really important. As far as a partner in life, uh, that's a that's a tough one. Uh, but you do, again, I think it's the same thing. I've been married for 25 years, going on 26 years, um, and I believe it's because we have the same vision moving forward and we communicate. You got to have good communications in anything, whether it's business or life. Um, so good communications is key. Um, and then also making sure that you uh, that you double down on each other's strengths. So make sure that that person you're bringing in has strengths of their own, not the same as yours necessarily. Um, so that would be that would be that. So Justin, how far do you niche down when building a brand? This is a good one too. Let's take the guitar uh, scenario for a minute uh, after I sip a coffee here or my bulletproof. These are these uh, questions are great too, by the way. I love these Friday jam sessions. Hey, see that, James? We, we turned this into a jam session. We're jamming right now, right? All right, so how far do you niche down when building a brand? Okay, you can niche down too far. And I, I know where you're going with this, Justin. Like if you niche down so far, like let's say that it is, uh, you're going after guitar, then you're going down to classical guitar, and then you're going down a classic classical acoustic guitar. We might do that. We might drill down into the market that deep and find out, yeah, there's some search, but there's not a lot. You could put all your time and effort in there and then get frustrated because you're not getting results. So that could be too far. Now, it might not be too far if you know that there's other sub niches that you're going to be able to go into later, right? So I have no problem if I've niched down so far that there's less traffic, but I can get traffic and then I can start to build out of that and go into another one that might be more competitive that has more, uh, that has more traffic. So the biggest thing is, is make sure that there's overall enough traffic in the market, in the higher level market, in the top level. And then once you start going into these verticals, that's where you can start to, to see the different opportunities. And then that collectively, it will become a lot of traffic. So an example of that would be in the bass fishing, right? If you're going after bass fishing, you can also go into kayak bass fishing, right? So is that enough? I've done the research, there is enough. But if you were to do that, you might be like, oh, there's not really a lot of searches for kayak bass fishing, but there's a lot for bass fishing. But in a way to get noticed, there's less competition in the kayak bass fishing, right? So you just need to look at the numbers. And to me, it's about traffic, but also it's about monetization, right? But in the beginning, it's about how do I get traffic without having a ton of competition in that sub niche, but can I move out of that and into other verticals or, you know, other, uh, sub niches. So that would be my advice on that. Jennifer, as I am networking virtually and in person, how do you transition comfortably to the discussion around collaboration and what I can offer and work together, etc.? It's a great, that's a great question because when, what you're talking about there is like when you're kind of when you're jamming with someone, right? And you're like, this feels really good. Like we really get along and we really have the same, you know, philosophy. We have the same vision. So maybe we can work together or maybe we can partner together. I think what I would do is I would just throw something out there and be like, you know, it might be fun for you and I to do like a little side project together. So maybe you do a test or a side project and just bring it up and see what the reaction is. If they're like, yeah, I've done partnerships before. I don't ever want to get involved in partnerships. Then you know, back off probably not going to work. I also think that you don't want to rush that, right? You want to build that relationship way before you're going to be like, oh, I've just met you. Do you want to go into business together or do you want to collaborate together? I'd build that and I'd be a giver before I'm a taker. So if you have something that you're good at 
you know, maybe you're good at graphics and they're not for you to be able to say, Hey, you know, I noticed that, you know, your graphics are, you know, they're okay, but I think I can do a better job for you. Do you mind if I give it a shot and create some new thumbnails for you? And then they're like, yeah, that'd be awesome. And then you show it and they're like, holy crap, like you're really good at this. And you're like, yeah, you know, I, I've had a lot of training, whatever. Then who knows where that goes, but you're giving before you're ever asking anything like that. So that's really, really important. Little quick story here. Uh, John Lee Dumas from uh, Entrepreneurs on Fire. Um, I, I was listening to his podcast for a long time and then um, I wanted to get him on the show and I wanted to get on his show. But I reached out to him when he was launching his very first Freedom Journal. And I reached out to him before I had any introductions. I could have gotten an introduction probably, but I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to help him be, ask him to be on his show. And I shot him a video and I said, hey, John, I just uh, wanted to check in and just say, hey, love your podcast. And I want to also let you know that I noticed that you're going to be launching the Freedom Journal and uh, it's you're going to be launching it on Amazon. If you want any advice on that, I've been selling on Amazon for quite a while now and uh, I'd love to just give you some pointers to help you get more reach, to help you reach more people. If you're interested, let me know. That was it. That was the video. And I sent him that within five minutes, John Lee Dumas messaged me back. I was like, okay, you know, let's hop on a call. We hopped on a call, immediately hit it off. And then from there, uh, we, uh, we got on a call. I helped him out, just gave him some advice. Really. I didn't do anything and he, and he thanked me for it. And, uh, and then he invited me on his podcast. It, it was that easy. I've been on the podcast, I think four times now. And he's been on mine like three. So I got our connection there. We're friends. Uh, I hung out with him in Puerto Rico masterminds. Like, so that one thing of me giving led to that door being opened. So never forget that. Okay. Give before you ask. Uh, that's a huge one. Uh, Armin, Scott found a supplier agent that has really nice, good looking products, but refuses to drop their MOQ. Is there a way to buy products from that factory without dealing with that particular agent? Would you chase? Uh, well, no, I probably wouldn't chase. Uh, and if they're not willing to negotiate, then I would, you know, I would try to go outside of them if they're just an agent. Maybe they're not an agent. Maybe, maybe they, they're the company. I don't know. I would try to find a direct access to the company or maybe even just try to go around them and go in as someone else and just see if you get the same pricing. That's about all you can do. Uh, but if you do that and you're still getting resistance, well, maybe there is a hard MOQ and it's out of their hands. It's hard to really say. But if you really love this product and you think it, you know, it, it's going to do well, then you can do that or you can just start looking for other suppliers too. And then compare apples to apples. Really important that you do compare apples to apples when you're doing that type of uh, research. Um, so that's what I would recommend. But sometimes there is a hard minimum. I mean, they have set up and stuff in order to run that particular product. Um, so yeah, that could be, that could be the issue there. Um, Salama, what is your 10 year vision? What questions did you ask yourself? That's a good question. And I have an answer. So I don't go as far as 10 years. I go five. And the reason is because I think a lot of things will change. And I think every five years you change. Uh, my father told me this once, and this is when I was young and naive. Uh, and he said, Hey, your mind is going to change every 10 years. I believe it changes every five, but he's like, your mind is going to change every 10 years. What you think now is silly or what you think now you would never do. You're going to start to see that you're going to look back and go, Oh I, my gosh, I, I said, I wasn't going to do that. Now I'm doing it. Right. I also learned never to say I'll never do that. Uh, Cause you never know. Um, but, uh, what I just recently did 
is, and I, I'm going through this right now. And the reason why it took me 18 months to finally do this, because I wasn't sure if it was the time I didn't, I, I didn't know if it was the right move. Um, and it's going to happen this coming Monday, by the way. Um, and if you're listening to this later, well, it had already happened, but May 11th, I'm going to be making this announcement. And, uh, and I went through this exercise and I actually reached out to two of my mentors and friends. Um, and I, I, I think of them as coaches as well. They're good friends now. Uh, was Jamie Masters from Eventual Millionaire Podcast. Um, awesome. She spoke at my event, Brand Accelerated Live. Awesome, awesome uh, woman, friend, parent. She's just a great, great person. A huge heart. Um, so her, and then I reached out to Pat Flynn. And I asked them both their opinions. And I said, what, you know, what should I do here? And Pat had said to me, he goes, hey, do this one exercise. He goes, I've done this exercise. I think Michael Hyatt introduced it to him. And said, do this exercise. It will help tremendously. And I'm like, all right, what? You know, and he's like, imagine five years from now, you walk into a coffee shop, you go up, you order your coffee, and then two guys walk in behind you and one recognizes you and one doesn't. And the one is describing you to that person. What are they saying about you? How are they describing you? And if you're hearing something that isn't who you want to be right now, then it's time. Then you need to start making that direction of where you want to be. So if you would have asked me five years ago, I would have said, I want people to uh, say, oh, that's the guy that helped me in e-commerce. He's the guy that got me started on Amazon. I would have wanted to be referred to as that. But as time has changed, I've become more of that, right? And now because of that, my, you know, my future is different. And, you know, I wrote a book called the take action effect that never would have happened, but it's a stepping stone. But now I want more, I want more of this. I want more of this coffee talk. I want more of these jam sessions where we can talk about anything, not just e-commerce and Amazon, right? So it changes. So that's a great exercise to do. And if you're saying to yourself, that's not really where I want to be, then you got to reevaluate up here because I did a presentation last night at seller summit. Uh, I did a, a full hour on this and it's really about identifying your why and going eight levels deep. And I'll probably do, uh, I'll do a coffee talk. We'll, we'll break down the eight, the eight, uh, question exercise that I took everyone through last night too. And it will really clarify where you, where you want to be, but actually what you want and why, because it's really important that you understand that. So hopefully that helps Salma. Uh, Karen. Okay. Hi. My second email is going out Monday morning. The first email uh, week was worksheets. This week is going to be educational information. Do I put all that information on the email or do I give them just enough to get them to my blogs on a website? I also have two videos and some worksheets. The worksheets are on my website, but the videos aren't. My website is on Squarespace. So I will need to plug. I need a plugin to host videos. What plugin do you use? Why can't you just embed that video from YouTube? That video you should post on YouTube, number one, even if you're not even trying to build subscribers or trying to get any traffic there because it allows you to host it for free and everyone can really access a YouTube video. The thing is you want to embed that on your, on your website so that way there they stay on your website. To answer the other part of this question, yes, I would give them just enough in the email, but curiosity to go over or you know, the reason to go over is to consume the worksheets or download the worksheets. I wouldn't give them everything in the email. I'd make it uh, where they can they can see the email, read the email, and then want to click over. Once they click over, now they're in your ecosystem, right? And that's where they can either, you know, they could, uh, you know, do other things. They can watch video. They can, 
they can maybe go and get another lead magnet of yours, or maybe you have a pixel installed on your site and now they're becoming part of your Facebook custom audience. So all that happens when you drive people over there. You probably don't have enough traffic yet to turn on ad networks, but when you do, every time you send someone there, that's counted as an impression and you get paid for that. Um, and then there's affiliate stuff that you might have there that they could buy. So we want to get them there. Um, and we want them to have a great experience. And the best way to do that is to let them go on your website where you've organized everything. So it's easy to read and to manage and to view. So I would embed that video on, uh, or from YouTube on your, uh, you know, on your website. Um, that's what I would do there, Karen. Uh, let's see. Wow. We got a lot of questions. I love this. We're jamming today, guys. We are jamming. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, here we go. Salama. Uh, would you still start with a physical product business first? Why? Um, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I know it's probably weird, right? Um, no, I would not start with just a physical product business. Now, if there was a product that I knew was a core piece of our business, then maybe, but no, I wouldn't. I would start with number one, the market. Okay. I, I need to know that the market is validated and I go through that in our brand growth validation checklist, which I should probably give you guys access to that is brand creators. Uh, oh, that's brand creators book. That is actually the full playbook. Um, you want to go to brandcreators.com. Um, you'll find all of our resources over there, but the free guide or the, um, the checklist is over there, um, for you to, to find that. So the answer is no, I probably wouldn't start with a physical product as far as the you know, the main focus, the main focus would be how do I, uh, how do I get content out there to the market? How do I build the email list fast and start getting traffic and amplifying my content so I can speed up that process, start getting visitors and then start turning that into, um, money, um, probably four to five months down the line. Um, with physical products, what people don't understand is they think that, okay, I buy a product, I get to sell it, I get to bring in money. Yes, but you're going to take that money and reinvest that into either that product or more products. You're not, you're not going to really make money for at least six months. So it, to me, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. And when you're building the content type site, we have more of a long tail effect because we're building traffic assets. Um, so that would be what I would do. Personally. And that's what I'm doing. I have two brands right now that we are building that are basically content sites. There are one of them's already being monetized. Um, and we've been doing it for once for six months, once for seven months. We're over 20,000 page views in that short a period of time. And one of them is already starting to bring in some money. No physical product as of yet, but there are affiliate products that are being sold. So it just makes it easier. We don't have to go through that whole process yet. Um, so let's go ahead and answer Lloyd. Lloyd, from the UK, I believe. Uh, regarding Kate's question, I think following a case study that covered all steps would be helpful. Well, that's exactly why we do that inside of Brand Creators Academy, by the way. Um, and I'm not pushing Brand Creators Academy because as of right now, there's no way to join. We close that. We only open it four times a year. Um, but um, I agree with you. When you're following a case study, you see the exact build and the process, but you don't have to wait for that, right? I mean, as simple as this, this is basically, this is the roadmap. Like the playbook is the roadmap. It, it's everything. I mean, I even go in here into detail. Uh, where is it here? Uh, that's validation. Uh, let's see. Yeah. So we're content planning. So I go in, I go into all your content planning stuff here. Then from there, uh, let's see here. We got to get into. You know, we go ahead and we talk about, uh, you know, YouTube when it's time, when the time is right and what you should do. 
Um, there's even, I mean, even how to set up your website and everything is in here. But anyway, uh, yes, you don't have to wait for a case study, but basically that's what I did there. I kind of retraced the steps and put it into a, a book, a manual, a playbook as we call it. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. It, it is easier to do that. Uh, Salama steps to tech and tech software required for podcasts without investing in a course, um, steps and text. Well, we, we would have to do more of a breakdown on that. We can maybe even dedicate a session to that. You can make it very simple. I mean, there's, there's, there's sites out there that you don't even, it doesn't even require you to have a huge setup. I think it's anchor is, is one of them and they do all the hosting and everything. You can literally just take your phone, hit publish and it's broadcasted. Um, but yeah, I mean, Libsyn is a host that you can use. You get your feed set up through iTunes, Stitcher, all of those. And then it's basically just recording and uploading to your host. And then the feed gets updated. Um, so that's not hard. Um, and literally you can get by with your phone or I don't have it handy here. My zoom H one, which is a great recorder for about a hundred bucks. Um, so it doesn't have to be expensive. Um, Kate, thank you for answering my question. Thank you. So today I'm going to go one, go daddy, get domain Two, pick a host. What is your suggestion? I use HostGator. Um, I don't actually, if you go to our website, there is an affiliate link there. If you wanted to go through my affiliate link, but you don't have to. Um, but if you go to the blog, you'll find it there in the resources. Um, HostGator others. Yeah. HostGator is the one I use. Um, then, uh, I'm not sure how wordpress.org applies. Well, what you want to do is once you get your hosting, it's going to have a one-click um, a one-click install for WordPress. So you don't want to go to the WordPress free site where you're going to set up and do it kind of hosted there. You want to do the theme that you're going to download, and not the theme, the um, the framework, the WordPress framework, and then install it on your host. And HostGator has it built in. It's like a one-click install. You click a button and it installs everything. And then pretty much you can just log in and get to work. Pick a theme. It's literally that simple. Um, so, uh, I'll probably do a video down the line. We've done it in brand creators Academy, but I'll probably do something just as a quick install. So you guys can see that. Um, uh, but yeah, don't overcomplicate it, Kate. It's, it's, that's your steps. Get those done before, you know, before the weekend. Um, Rebecca, I have pieces of content within a website where I sell my physical products. My plan is to copy them to the new WordPress blog and grow it. It, is it an issue with Google? If I have the, have the articles, so I have a piece of content within a website where I sell my, uh, my plan is to copy them. Yeah, I wouldn't copy them necessarily. Uh, on, well, let me ask you this. How much traffic are you getting on those articles right now? Because if we're talking about you're getting some a few searches, right? Then I would just, yeah, take them and then I would just bring them over. I would bring them over to your, your new website. Now you can take your current website and maybe port it over. So that way there, it still stays there as original content. It's not being copied over. Um, and I'm just curious, how many articles is that? And how much traffic are you getting right now? That would be my question for you there. Uh, oh, exactly the same. Will it have a negative effect on my SEO? It could. And that's why I would be careful with doing that. But if you're not really getting much search right now, who really cares, right? Um, so that would be something. Seller Labs. Hey, Scott, it's Jeff. <laughs> What's up, brother? How are you doing, man? Glad you could show up. Hope you're having a good Friday and your family's doing well. Dude, we're doing great over here, to be honest with you. Uh, we're, we're doing great. We're, we're managing. And uh, these coffee talks have been amazing. And yes, uh, Jeff Cohen from Seller Labs showing up for the coffee talk. Glad to see you, brother. Uh, okay, Salama, how do you get unstuck and start making videos and not get overwhelmed with tech keywords, tags, descriptions, thumbnail? Uh, very simple. It's exactly what I told James. I think it was James 
very not I'm not good with names, guys, but I'm pretty it was James with the guitar. Get your name picked out for your business or your brand that you're going to be creating. Create a YouTube channel. Take your phone, set it up on a tripod, figure out what you're going to record and record. Publish. Learn on the learn on the job, right? Like the only way you're going to learn is to start going through that process. Um, so what I would do is the biggest thing is, is your is I would look at videos that you are going to be creating and I would start doing research on YouTube to see what videos are doing well, but have very um low amount of subscribers. So that's one little trick because that tells me that that video did not get pushed by subscribers. It got, it got picked up by search, right? So I would look at that. That would be my only bit of research right now for you, right? I'd be like, find a question or find a tutorial that you could show up and do a five minute, a 10 minute video, and then just shoot it, edit it quick or not even, and then just post it title, good title, whatever you find that is out there on, on YouTube, that's doing decent just in the, in the description, keep it, keep it simple. Describe what you just did in, in whatever, you know, whatever you did, whatever words you're talking about, don't worry about keywords and, and stuffing or any of that stuff. Make sure you do that. And then that's it. Tags. It's pretty basic. You're going to go ahead and it's going to give you suggestions, put the tags in. Don't overcomplicate it. We can do that later. The biggest thing is for you to start learning that process. The other stuff you can do. If you put a video up, I've seen videos that get picked up that are, they aren't even optimized, but you don't have a chance unless we get it there, right? So your take action step here, Salma, is to create a video and post it. All right, do that. All right, James Carroll, awesome advice. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, I want to hear from you too, James. I want to see what you're doing, brother, um, because uh, I, think you, I think you can do it, man. I think you can totally do it. Daniel, hey, what's up from Australia? Another Australian. Uh, I want to start kids coloring digital download shop on Etsy, but not sure how to brand it. Should I focus on fun kid style or at the parent who would be spending the money? Yes, I would focus on the parent. Um, and then obviously it's catered towards kids. So that's that to me would be 100% what you would do because there's not kids on Etsy probably looking for that stuff. Parents are. You're also in a great, a great market for Pinterest. Uh, so Pinterest would probably be a great place because parents are looking for activities for their kids. And then you can start creating some or 10 great coloring ideas or projects. And then that would bring people over as well. I think it's great. I think it's brilliant. I would target the parents that have kids and, uh, and give them fun activities to do with their kids. Love that. Uh, Salama, how do you sell people that are, are what they need? However, are not aware they need it. You got to give them what they want first and then sell them what they need later, right? So really, let's just take this for example. If I put a subject line out there of like new strategy that gets uh, a thousand visitors per, uh, per day, right? That's going to do great, right? I know that. But also I know that if you don't have the right mindset, because if you put a piece of content out and it doesn't do well, you won't produce another piece of content, which will limit the amount of reach you can get in the future, right? I'm not going to lead with uh, the right mindset to get a thousand uh, searches per day or uh, visitors per day, right? That's not going to look as good. It's not going to be what, it's not what you want. You want the thousand visitors, but I know you need the right mindset and you need to fire up that video camera, like I just said, and get to work and do it. I know you need that. You don't want to hear it. Maybe not saying that Salma, I'm just, I'm kind of using you as an example, but that's how it works, right? So you got to give them what they want and then give them what they need. Okay. Um, so that's what I would recommend there. 
Uh, Jennifer, thank you for giving, Scott. No problem. And let's see. Uh, Mike, we owned a CPA firm 26 years. We discovered that a partnership is hardship to sale uh, or a hardship to sale. Be very careful who you partner with. When things are, are good, one partner will usually feel they are doing more. If things are go, um, if things go bad, each will normally blame the other. And that is 100% accurate. 100%. That's why I've always been very careful with who I partner and also my expectations. I think you have to go into it with expectations of what you are doing this for and what your goal is. And you are right. If things aren't going well, you're going to start pointing fingers. Um, we don't want to do that. And especially if you have, if you're friends, um, myself personally, uh, it's taken a long time to be able to partner with anybody. And I don't partner like a hundred percent, like contract partnerships. I do a lot of like, let's do this together. And then let's let, like my partner right now in the brand that we're actually looking to sell right now, we're an LOI, uh, good friend of ours. And, uh, there's no signed, like the only thing is we're both on the LLC, but there's no, like you do this, I do this. It's, it's a handshake and it's, it's trust. Um, and, uh, it, it's, it takes a lot for me to do that because I've went through partnerships that are tough. Um, my father was in, in a partnership with his partner that taught me that partnerships are very hard. Um, and so you got to be careful with that. But Mike, thanks for sharing that. Uh, Salama, all, um, are all suppliers in China, um, are, are all your suppliers in China? Have you bought supplies locally tips to find suppliers locally? Uh, okay. Well, first off Salma, again, I'm going to go back to, and I'm, I'm just using you as an example. You're, you're in a, about three or four different areas right now. We need to focus on one. So I wouldn't worry about a supplier in China right now. If you're not going to be launching a product in nine, uh, or in, um, in three months, I just wouldn't, you, you, you're asking about videos and producing content. I would go there, right? If you're going to be doing the product thing, then yes, but I wouldn't worry about that right now. And again, that answer is going to be different for everyone. Um, we have, uh, suppliers in China. We've tried some in the U S it just didn't work. The pricing just did not work. Um, we tried really, really hard cause I wanted to put made in the USA on there. I think it would do really, really well. Just couldn't, it just couldn't come close. Uh, love the exercise. Yeah. With about the vision. Sure. That's a group. That's a really good one. Uh, the coffee shop exercise is awesome. Jennifer says, O M G. Yes, it is. I love that one as well. Uh, all right, let's see here. Uh, let's see. I would love a coffee talk on eight questions on where and, uh, want to go. Okay, cool. We'll do that. I love that exercise. We will do that one. I promise we will do that. Your eight levels deep exercise in your take action effect book is priceless. Yeah, that's in the book as well. I live by it. Uh, after how long should we know what we do is working or not? Well, it depends on what you are focusing on and what other metrics, what is your expectations? Are you building it? I think you're building a YouTube channel. So how many subscribers are you going to say before I feel like this is paying off? Do I need to see, right? So I would look at that stuff again, when you're building content, a lot of times it's the long tail. So you got to plant seeds and keep moving. Um, so it's hard to say an exact metric because there isn't one, right? But whatever you're trying to do, you want to see movement, of course, but you want to give yourself ex, you know, real expectations, not ones that you're just hoping for because you heard someone, you know, posted a video and it went viral, right? Um, are there any niches you would not recommend to start example, health related? Yeah, I would say health related would probably be one of those. And that's because, 
Um, Google has really cracked down on the health niche as far as people making claims or anything, obviously, that can hurt someone. Um, so I would stay away from that myself personally, or at least I would try to find a way to dance around it so it wasn't classified as health. Um, so I would say that one for sure. Uh, is it better to buy domain from hosts like HostGator or from a separate place? Yeah, GoDaddy. I always, and that's a great point. I always buy from GoDaddy. That way it's independent of the host. Okay. When you do that and it kind of gets connected, it's, it's hard to detach that sometimes. And it becomes, I've done that a couple times and it's always a nightmare. Um, so always I keep all of my domains in GoDaddy and then I do my hosting separate and then I just point the domain to HostGator. James. Okay. Tomorrow I'll record second question on Google. People search for both like how to play hell's bells and how to play hell's bells solo. Should I create two different videos? Yes. Yes, I would. Here's what I would do. I would create one video and I would mention the solo that is going to be played in another one. So I would be like, you know, guys, here's the, we're going to learn the rhythm for hell's bells today or the intro lick or whatever. Um, guys, I'm going to also shoot another video that goes over the solo. I'll go ahead and link it up in the description and I'll put it up on the screen here and you'll have a little card that'll come up right here. And, uh, and basically from there, what'll happen is, is then they'll get also brought over to another video when you have it, even if you don't have it yet, say that. And, uh, because you will have one. So I would figure out that batch, right? So if you have three videos, maybe you're going to do, you're going to do the intro, then you're going to do the, uh, the rhythm. And then from there, you're going to do the solo, right? And then you can tie them all together as a little playlist, right? Um, so that would be good. And, uh, I'm going to hold you to that, James. I want to see that. Um, cause I would love to see how to play hell's bells. I've never learned that song. So maybe what we can do is you could do a lesson. I can go through it. Maybe I can play it one morning or maybe on a Friday uh, jam session. I can try to, I'll pull the guitar off the wall. I'll, I'll plug into the amp here, the Marshall, and I'll play Hell's Bells. That'd be fun. So let's see if you can teach me how to play Hell's Bells. There's your challenge. Uh, Karen, when you talk about embedding video, won't it slow down the website? Yeah, there's a plugin. I mentioned it uh, on here. Oh, I forget it now. It's uh, basically a plugin that will just load a thumbnail. It won't load the video. But I wouldn't worry about that right now, to be honest with you. If you have an email list, you're driving them there. You can always install the plugin and it will go to all of your videos that are on that site. So you don't have to worry about going back. Um, I'll have to remember that. If someone remembers it, I think Salama asked that question before and I gave it, uh, I gave that answer the day after. So if you have that, post it in the comments and we'll, we'll mention that. But yeah, there is a plugin for that for WordPress. Um, Ivo, what's up? Uh, next time brand creators opens open, you should join so you can get the support of our members. Tons of us are doing the same thing you are doing and we are offering tons of help. Yeah, you are. Let me just give a little shout out to my, my BCA peeps over there. My tribe, man, let me just tell you, they're creating content inside of the community, which is just crazy. Um, Octavio, I want to give him a shout out. He's creating like videos showing how he's doing video thumbnails and how he's creating them in Canva how he's creating SOPs for his writers. Just amazing group that we have over there. And I am super excited to be a part of it. So uh, thank you, Iva, for checking in with us. Um, love the YouTube advice. You miss 100% of the shots you never take. You got it. You said it, not me. That's a Michael Jordan, I, I believe. Um, James also Instagram. Yeah, Instagram would be great for you too, James. But again, don't go down all these different paths, okay? Pick one that you know your audience is on. We know they're on YouTube. I would start with, I would start with doing 10 songs, right? I would do one a week, commit to one a week and then just keep producing. I'm telling you, I think it will be great for you. Um, Hal, is, um, is it a big problem on my road 
um, later or on the road later if I decide to change my YouTube channel name. No, not really. Um, it's it's not at all. I, I think you should be fine. Um, why did you not make the Take Action book downloadable instead of Amazon? Um, well, because Amazon gives me reach. That's one of them, right? So um, this book right here, I think you're talking about, plus they do print on demand. So I can have people print a hard cover. I've got the soft uh, soft cover here, hard cover, Kindle, audiobook. So there's all those platforms that I'm on that now I can get distribution and reach. Um, so that's the big one. Um, that's why. Um, seeing... Um, seeing as this Friday's sessions are jam sessions, I think you'll really uh, do need to play your guitar either as an intro or when you close. That would be fun. You know what? We might we might turn that into something. You guys are going to be really excited to know what I have planned here um, for this Monday announcement. But if you're here on the Coffee Talk, uh, let's see, Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, I'm going to announce it here first. Brand Creators Academy members are going to hear it, well, in about an hour. Uh, Oh, it's called Embed Video Thumbnail. That's pretty basic. Uh, yeah, Embed Video Thumbnail. Thank you, Salma, for doing that. So that's the plugin on WordPress. Uh, Justin, would you recommend to compile all your blog posts into an ebook and sell uh, on Kindle? Yes, I would, 100%. Like 10 of your best articles. The other thing is if you're struggling to write content, map it out as if you're writing chapters in a book. And then after you're done with those 10 posts, you compile them and you create a Kindle book and you put it up on Kindle. I've done it. It works. Amazing. This right here, this right here is like six episodes of the podcast. Oh, let's see here. Where's that beautiful cover? There it is. This right here, six episodes of the podcast. And then of course, after it's done, we go in and edit. We add screenshots. We add more instructions, right? Because it's more visual, but that's the core of it. Okay. So I, I practice what I preach. Uh, it's exactly what we do there. Uh, yeah. Okay. Thanks for the advice. Cool. OMG, you must be exhausted, LOL. What about self-development education niche? I've thought about this as well since it's really my passion. Is this market too saturated? Does the brand tool question you have work with this too? Is the key in this uh, one to niche it down to a small category, not looking to make this a hobby if I went down this road? Yes, um, you want to find that smaller niche in self-development education niche um, because there's a lot of competition at the top but if you go really niche, that's where you can have success. And then you can start to come out of that, right? So you definitely want to niche. If that is a passion of yours, if that's where you see yourself in 10 years, then why wait? Why not start that now? Why not start putting the seeds in the market that could grow into an amazing, you know, business and, you know, crop, if you will, of just awesome, awesomeness, right? Like why, why wait on that, right? Um, now if you're like, well, I just don't know. And you're kind of him and Han, well then just, you know, go after whatever you were thinking, just so you get the experience knowing that that's not going to be the, the, uh, the end all. But if that's your passion, if that's your purpose, if that's what you want to do, then I would do it. But I would also make sure that it wasn't in that health space just because in a niche averaging CPC hundred dollars, should we build content for those keywords that has zero search volume? Well, yeah, it depends on where you're looking at the search volume and CPC cost per click. I believe that you're saying that means that like an insurance company is willing to pay a hundred dollars for a click or something like that. You can uh, do that uh, if you want to build content around that. But again, if you're looking at just those raw numbers, I would produce the content, but then you got to kind of see, is it worth it? And is it 
generating traffic, but you're not going to know until you actually do it. Or you look at other people that have already built the content and then see exactly what has been doing well. And then you go from there. All right. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that Friday jam session. And like I said in the beginning, if you want to attend one of our live Friday jam sessions, all you need to do is head on over to takeactioncrew.com. That is where we show up every Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And you can join us. You can ask a question and then uh, I can answer it and we can go ahead and also publish it here on the podcast. So once again, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. This is always one of the highlights of my week. And until next time, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode. Now go rock your brand.